the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of Father, we thank you for your words. We are grateful for the things we have learned from you. Thank you for the counsel you give. We appreciate your counsel. We ask that you get clearer, sharper, and more precise. Thank you. Amen. Father, I ask that this morning, your people will understand the difference between an abundance and lack. You will understand the distinction between a table which they can feast at and crumbs. Deliver your children from the mindset that is contented with crumbs. Crumbs, crumbs, crumbs. The crumb mindset. May we become attuned to constantly desiring an abundance, abundance of truth, abundance of the bread of life. Expand our capacity for abundance continually. Thank you. Give eyes to see and ears to hear, hearts that understand and the mouth to speak. Thank you. Amen. There's this song to remember. He loves me. I cannot tell why. Sing it. He loves me. I cannot tell why. On Calvary's tree, Jesus suffered for me. He loves me. I cannot say why. Sing it again. He loves me. I cannot say why. Oh, yes, he does. He loves me. I cannot say why. On Calvary's tree, Jesus suffered for me. Oh, he loves me. I cannot say why. On Calvary Street. On Calvary Street, Jesus suffered for me. He loves me. I cannot say why. All right. So that's for someone that loves you. And uh, the proof of his love is he's dying for you. He's dying for you. No greater love hath a man than this, than that a man lay down his life for his friends. If he died for you, he loves you. Doesn't matter what you say. 
First Timothy chapter 4. But we will start with chapter 3, just so that you know what we are still looking at. This is a pastoral letter. It's from the Apostle Paul, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, to Timothy, a son. This son of his was one he could trust. This son was given a duty to serve many churches in Paul's place. Towards the end of his life, he spoke about him. He was a trustworthy representative of this servant of God. And he had the duty to follow up a lot of the work Paul had done. All of you here, you and I, have a duty to follow up on work that the Lord Jesus and the apostles have done. We have a duty. Our duty is to find out what God has started and get behind it. If we do this habitually, we will be rewarded in due season. In due season, we'll be rewarded. Now, verse 15 of First Timothy 3. The communication is in case I am delayed. And we know Paul said that. So Timothy said, so that you will know how each one must conduct himself in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and foundation of the truth. But you can read it better than that by putting the Lord Jesus as the one saying it. In case the Lord Jesus is delayed, each of us should know how we ought to behave in God's household, which is the church of the living God, the pillar foundation of the truth. There's a way we ought to believe, behave. Now, verse 16 says, by common confession, the mystery of godliness is great. I spoke about this already in an earlier meeting. But let me say a few things. He appeared in the flesh. Okay? The secret of godliness this is the process by which God has chosen to make people godly. First, you have to allow him to appear in the flesh. You can't say God is God in heaven. We, we are human beings. You want the secret of godliness, mystery, Greek mysterium, that which is secret, that which is uh, preserved, special. He appeared in the flesh. Okay, I can say it on two levels. Let me stick first with the Lord Jesus. He was vindicated by the Spirit. Okay, some translations, you know, say it differently. How does King James say? Appeared in the flesh is guaranteed. Justified in the Spirit. To be vindicated, to be justified. To be... You know, if they take you to court and accuse you of doing something, 
and at the end of it, you're proven to be innocent. It's going to be said that you were vindicated. It's exactly the same thing as being justified. It's the opposite of being convicted or it's the same as being acquitted. Oh, no, no, no. He was found to. No, all charges were dropped against him. The Lord Jesus was vindicated by the Spirit. Go back to BSB. He was vindicated by the Spirit. The Spirit can vindicate you or it can convict you. The Lord Jesus said, when the Spirit of truth was coming, He says, when He comes, He will convict the world of righteousness, of sin, and of judgment. So He can convict you that your judgment is coming. This same Spirit he can also convict you of righteousness. His job, again, we've come up. It's very normal. Human beings love to do this. The Lord says one thing. We stay on earth. We take it and we, we repurpose what God said. Someone sends you this thing. And says, I'm sending you something to amplify your voice. When you get it. When you want to speak to a crowd. Just, there's a button. Press it. Hold it to your mouth. And your voice will carry further. It will be amplified. It will be as though you're shouting loudly. In fact, it's so powerful that even if you keep a speaker, the thing that connects to it, one kilometer away, two kilometers away, they will hear you there. And the question is, how is that possible? Oh, it is. I'm sending you the device. So, remember to press the button and then speak into it after you've put on the other thing. And he sends it. And the person that receives it is a drummer. So he collects it. <laughs> wow, this looks good. And twirls it. Mm. And there are two in the packet. Bring that drum. Boom, 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 boom. Do you like the sound? Does it make sense? Does it rhyme? I'm asking you, you drum it, does it right? Boom, 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 boom. Everybody, you join in, you sing. Just sing along with me. Come on. Now, three, two, go. Boom, boom, boom. Will everybody be happy? That's exactly what happens with the body of Christ. Endlessly. We just keep doing it. Can we look at the manual? What did they say this thing was for? See you, you always you're a party pooper. You like when people are happy, you show up, you make everyone start questioning everything. Is it that that guy's drum is not nice? It is. Are you saying that as these people are singing now, it makes you sad? No, it doesn't. Then what is your problem? My problem is that the person that sent this thing said it's for voice amplification. And I suspect you keep using it like this, it will spoil. And the real purpose, when the time comes, you won't have what to use. That is my problem. This is not a drumstick. 
is now a bass drum stick. It looks like it, but it is not. So how do we know what was supposed to be the right thing? Or how we know is found in the manual. Where's the manual? You have it in your house. Probably a couple of copies. It's called the Bible. That collection of books. If you look in there, you see. In this instance, and this illustration I'm giving, what do I have in mind? What I have in mind is the Holy Spirit. Why did the Holy Spirit come? Don't you know? The power. That's one of the reasons. But what did Jesus say before we even knew there was a word like Holy Spirit? Properly. It's in the, under the old covenant when he was there. But what, does, what did the one who said I'm sending him say? He said I will send you another comforter. John chapter 14 and 16 speaks of him. And here we are many years later and the spirit is through Paul saying that this spirit is the one that can vindicate, that can justify you, that can prove you innocent or guilty. This same spirit. So what, how, how do we link together this is work of vindication? And this vindication, is it just for the Lord Jesus? Or is it If it's for everyone, not just the Lord Jesus, if you are part of the body of Christ, then it means you too should be vindicated. How will it work? Somebody is going to pick that up and say, I don't know why you're asking. See, once you have the Spirit of God, you're vindicated. You can never be guilty again. And forget what the manual said. See, I've turned it into a, a drum. Stick. You're going to ignore every other thing he said. What about the part of convicting you of sin? Of righteousness and of judgment? What, what about that part? Are, are you going to trash it and pick one? This thing amplifies voice. It helps you not have to raise your voice too loudly. It helps you not scream yourself worse. It saves you from different problems that come with having to shout. It helps people hear you. In its manifestation, it has the ability to do other things. More things than one. Okay? That is how. The Holy Spirit works. It's typically how things work. The Holy Spirit will vindicate or vindicated Christ by manifesting his presence with him. That if by the finger of God I cast out demons, 
Then the kingdom of God has come upon him. It's by the Spirit of God he cast out this demon. By the Spirit of God. The Holy Spirit proved Jesus to be sent by God. Just like he proves us. And that proof is multifaceted. It's not one. Shall be my witnesses when he comes. You shall be my witnesses. Shall receive power when he comes. You'll be my witness. That's one. That's a manifestation of the vindicating power. If it's the Spirit of God, would it be able to change people? Yes. It will be able to convict them and they'll say, Oh God, I'm a sinner. In addition to that, he would say, convict them that they can receive righteousness. And also he would convict them of the judgment of God upon those who reject this privilege. He doesn't just come to convince you of your ability to be righteous and live a righteous life. He also comes to convince you of the assurance that, listen, a day of judgment is coming. If you want to read it as you please, shall I repeat the manual, the scriptures, are given to us so we can know the many different things that God has in store for us. We are supposed to know. We are supposed to know. If we do our best to have understanding to help us. The next aspect I want to speak about is he was seen by angels. Did that they didn't see him before. Maybe they did. But he was seen here. The word angels, angelos, also means messengers. So sometimes what is referred to as an angel can be a person. We look at the book of Revelation. You see, it said that an angel was leading John around, showing him things. At the time, John falls down to worship him. He says, don't do it. See that you don't do it. I'm one of your fellow, your brothers, fellow messengers. So throughout, you kept hearing the angel, the angel. The word means messenger. And he's saying he's, uh, he's of the prophets, of the holy prophets. Are they angels that are prophets? Human beings are prophets. So it means one of the human beings with the Lord in heaven was given the duty of showing John around. And a lot of what you see in the book of Revelation was through the escorts of a human messenger. So don't automatically, every time you hear angel, he was seen by angels. He was seen, the apostles were messengers. Their disciples he sent out were messengers. Angels normally see the Lord. So, But even if it's just that angels that may have not had access to him were able to see him because angels ascend and descend on earth. The Bible tells you, the Lord Jesus said in the book of John, he said to Nathaniel when he met him the first time, he said, are you surprised that I saw you 
because I said I saw you under the fig tree. Truly, you're going to see the angels of God ascending and descending upon the sons of man. Son of man. In other words, you're going to see angels coming and going. If angels are coming and going, then it means they had access to him more than is normal. And that can also be what's referred to here. Angels sending and descending, ministering to him, serving him directly. That was a big deal, a very big deal. To have access directly to the creator. The angels were excited. Was proclaimed among the nations. So this king, this lord was proclaimed, preached among the nations, was believed in throughout the world. People believed in this Lord, wherever this message went, was taken up in glory. That's speaking about the Lord Jesus, a bit direct, but on the giving some another level of interpretation. The mystery of godliness at work in our own life follows a similar process. You receive him into you. You are flesh. But now you have Christ in you. The hope of glory. The spirit of Christ which comes with that will vindicate you. To empower you. To enable you to hope to come, to come out now and in the future. Vindicated. Not guilty. Are you listening? Angels will play a part in your life. Messengers, spiritual and physical messengers will interact with you. They will see you. Typically, when someone sees you, typically, you see them back. The things you do will be spoken of far and wide. People will believe you. Some will disbelieve, but people will believe the work God is doing through your life and eventually what will happen? You will be taken up into glory. Isn't this what you believe in? Isn't this what you hope for? Isn't this your desire? I hope you understand this thing. Then he says immediately thereafter, now the Spirit expressly states that in later times some will abandon the faith to follow deceitful spirits. We already studied this some Sundays ago. Was it last Sunday? Two Sundays ago? That was a question. So we went through this verse. It talked about how deceitful spirits work. And I asked you to listen to what's that series? The last day's deception. Spoke about the deception that was to come in the last days, which is already here. The deception which 
what's to come. There's deception throughout the ages. Satan is a deceiver. But at the end of the age, there's a peculiar deception that will come. And the manifestations will include some of what we'll see. We saw, we may mention a few more. So these deceitful spirits will bring teachings. These teachings are called teachings of demons. Okay? They are not teachings of the spirit of truth. They are teachings of demons. It's influenced by the hypocrisy of liars whose consciences are said with a hot iron. So the people that push the teachings of demons tend to be hypocrites. They themselves, they don't believe what they are teaching. But they teach it. These are some of the practical errors they will teach. They will prohibit marriage. They will say people should not marry. This is not optional prohibition. This is deliberate. They will tell people they shouldn't marry. They will prohibit marriage. They will tell you you should not marry. Someone told me about some group. Don't they? I mean, they have married people in it, but it's funny because who has been part of Jesus' disciples here before? Jesus' disciples. What do they say about marriage? Do you know enough about them to know what they say about marriage? You know. It's our rules. Okay. The part of what I heard is that they discourage marriage. And uh It's not that they don't have married people, they say you shouldn't be married, but talk about an extreme. Of course, that's just a small part. I mean, I think they have errors that are much more terrible. Teachings of demons that are much worse. And it's not the breaking of stones in Abba, Abia State. I'm bothered about it. It's more of the Things like that, the time we are living in, that we've gone beyond the Bible, that the revelation they have is beyond the Bible. Second one is that If you are not part of them, you can't be saved.
You have to be part of them. Or you're out. Now, that is the definition of a cult. That's all. You didn't need to know anything else. Someone said, if you're not part of us, you can't be a Christian. You're not a monk. And you stayed. <laughs> are, are you hearing me? Someone said, listen to me. If you don't join our group, only our group, you'll not be saved. You won't make it. You cannot be. It's us. We are the chosen vessels through which anyone can be saved. And you stayed. You heard that and you stayed. Jesus was on earth. A man was found casting out demons, doing something, and his disciples came. Say, we saw someone casting out demons in your name. We stopped him. He said, why do you stop him? Summary. The one that is not against us is for us. Do you know the definition of those who are for us, for, 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 for Jesus? Those that are not against him. Alone. Now, they may only be for him 5% or 10%, but that's enough for Jesus. Who are you? To show up and say that everybody that calls on the name of Jesus is not for Jesus, except the one that is in your group. You must be really conceited and proud. God has so many children <laughs> everywhere. The day of judgment will be very funny. Because people are, <laughs> you're going to see people you didn't think possible. Oh, I came in from India. I hear about Jesus. I love him. I said, how do you know him? I have a dream. And Jesus speak to me. He said, worship me. And all the man did was, he said, Jesus, I worship you. And he took his two idols, or his collection of Ten small idols. He broke them. Threw them away. <laughs> and Jesus told him, go tell your neighbor sorry. He went and told him sorry. He never had a Bible. He didn't know any more than this. But everything the Lord told him he, in dreams, he obeyed. He didn't know about Christianity. He didn't know. But he, he, he said, forgive me when he was told. He obeyed whatever he heard. You come and shop and say he's not a Christian because he didn't join your church group. Since you'll be the one on the throne now, on the day of judgment, let's see how far. Oga, 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 assistant God. See, let me tell you, once you hear any group anywhere on earth, I don't care how spiritual they look. You know, someone once told me, say, ah, that group, they are, they are like, they are just like us. Like this church group, God's the house. I said, eh? I didn't know about them. I didn't know anything. I said, why? Say, oh, they teach about three, uh, the kingdom, uh, the, the spirit, the soul, the body. It's in the Bible. You see, what every proper deceptive group does is they pick bits and pieces of truth. Then they mix it with bits and pieces of life. I said, they are not like us. So I didn't know. I just said, okay, whatever. The person was very excited. I didn't know about them. I'd heard about them. I thought they were just a church group. I said, ah, they pray. I said, okay, everybody's praying in Nigeria. They study. When you study this level, then you go to the next level. Then, then you must do this, then this, that. All sorts of things they said. Okay. 
until I heard this one. We are not part of them. So the person asked them, so what about those that have never heard of you people? That's like your bad luck, make of fire, there they go. When did you start? 2000 and something. So everybody before Danko? Well, tell me, everybody before that? Finish. Hell straight. You're not answering me. Everybody has to pass through the program. What about the people that existed and knew God or thought they knew God before the program existed? He never said, asked that side. But when I asked, he said that they will be judged according to the program before 2000. That's the church program. But from the year 2000, yes. The we are now in which age? Kingdom age. Kingdom age. Gospel yes. age finished in the year 2000. Yeah. It finished like this. So from 2000, they became the sole vessel through which you pass. Yes, sir. To make him to, to be a child of God. And they are around, they're all over. How many of you have heard of Jesus' disciples? Do you know they believe it? Oh, you knew. Why didn't you raise your hand before? You don't speak English before 1231. 12, <laughs> I asked only one person raised their hand. You see, they got crowded. <laughs> And you hear that and you think nothing is wrong. Meanwhile, there's a very big thing that is wrong. Very big. How are you going to be telling lies like that? So you're the chosen bucket. Hi. I repeat, one of the class signs of a cult, they say things like that. I say, I am the one. Years ago, Lumba Obu. And we have Oo Obu. Lumba Lumba Obu. He showed up and said he was the Holy Spirit. And it's only through. Now the Holy Spirit died some years ago. Sorry. He passed away. They covered it up, pretend they didn't die. They couldn't bury him properly because of it. Because they had to pretend he lives forever. To be foolish, eh? People followed. People who are planning to say, God knows I didn't know too. You know you knew. So Roland, the king of kings, what is it? Is the king of kings or the king? King of kings, his son, his son is called Roland. The king of kings. And his daughter is called? There's no Lumba person here. You're not from, you don't have a Lumba past there. Ah, now what for now? Okay, you sleep throughout, you used to sleep throughout the meetings. What is the daughter called? I don't think you know what you're saying. Queen Betty. What's her name? Her name is Elizabeth. She's called Queen Elizabeth. That's the queen of what? What is she called? The queen mother or Queen Betty? Queen mother, yes. And the son is called? Olimbabu, that's, they call him King of Kings. That's the son. So, if he's called 
the king of kings is Jesus. <laughs> is it that nobody has ever asked for you? Huh? Ah, nobody has asked. Some people ask questions. If you ask questions, embarrassing. If someone says something and you don't ask questions, what are you raising your hand for? Jesus is not the main person. Lumba is. What is the new name Revelation spoke about? He said that he's going to give a, a new name. He will be given a stone that a new name will be written. He said only him that knows. So they said that he actually is that is Jesus, which is actually the new name. So his name is not Jesus. His name is the other one. That's what Roland is. His name is not Jesus. His name is what? King of Kings. The King of Kings is in the Bible. Revelation 19 said that instead of calling him Jesus, is we have no problem with calling Jesus King of Kings. Is Roland him? What is that, sir? Ah. Okay. I have the impression some of the people that follow these things, we didn't even bother to ask. Again, I have a problem with people not asking questions. What will you say when you stand in front of God when they ask you questions? You have to answer as to why you didn't care to know the answer. Anyways. Cults. So, a characteristic of cults is that they say, if you don't pass through us, you can't make it. I don't care how good a group seems, how wonderful. The moment they start saying they are the way, they are the way. It's not Jesus. They are the way. They don't say, we will help you find the way or we are one of... Should I, when I even say... Forgive, forgive the example, but... If they say we are one of the ways, that is, we are one of the churches. The if you come to us, you can we can help show you God. And that's what every church on earth was to be. A womb for creating men in his image and likeness. But the moment they say we are the only womb, ah, there's no reason in this world. You should go on relating with them as though they are safe. They are not. They are, they, are, they are a great danger. They are very, very dangerous. Very dangerous. Are you hearing this? Do not joke with dangerous things. Don't joke. The dangerous things. prohibit marriage so I think there's quite some prohibition of marriage in that group and require abstinence from certain but of course the older version of those who prohibited marriage was what the Roman Catholic Church it wasn't from the beginning you know one of the reasons they say they start prohibiting marriage by the priest the man because at the time they were picking the poops 
from only the monks, those who were not married, and they wanted to be included. Ah, uh -uh, you have to also pick popes from the group of the priests. The priests used to marry. So they said, okay, we too will not marry. Yesterday I was talking to a doctor. I was talking about the large number of sisters, nuns that come for abortion. So I said it's the not so immaculate conception. Please silence your phone. Don't let your phone ring inside this place. You can't even come through the door with the phone that is not on silence on airplane mode. I hope you heard me. Put your phone on airplane mode or silence it. Don't come through the door with a phone that can ring aloud. Alright, now do you hear what? I just said. This is yesterday. I would, we we're talking about something else completely. I was talking about abortions happening in our land. How, it's, how many millions of babies have been killed in America over the years? And then I now said, you know, someone that you know, she was talking about how when she was doing her program, medical doctor in the UK, saying some things. And then I now pointed out that in Nigeria that the abortions are very many too if not even worse, we presume, say, ah, yes, that, I was speaking with a colleague the other day, or not long, or whenever, and uh, talked about the many abortions, a lot of married people having abortions, a lot. You know, we think we are mandated, allowed to do anything we like, or have mercy on us. Talking with an intercessor. Then we'll be praying. We'll be praying about the bloodshed of our great grandfather. What about the bloodshed of today? The amount of blood. When we checked in 2017, these were the recorded ones, not the unrecorded ones. And it was like nearly 2. Point something million from the south. Then I don't want to be inconvenienced. So he did what? So he killed the baby. Just casually. That's not bloodshed. That's shedding of innocent blood. That's not just shedding of blood. Innocent blood. If you know how loud innocent blood talks. <laughs> Even ordinary blood talks. How much more innocent blood? Then you're busy talking about your great-great-great-grandfather's errors. You are here to repent. About what? About what your daughters did last week? No, that one, fresh blood does not work. It's the one that was done in 1942. That time they killed someone. In 1903. So what about the person they killed in 2022? Oh, that one is not, that blood does not talk. No, no, it's not, it wasn't a person they killed. You know, the other one, they cut the truth. This one, this one what? This one, 
This one was not a human being. It was blood. I thought the Bible stops you from shedding blood. You know, many people don't know that abortion is murder. They simply don't. If they knew, they wouldn't do it. So once in a while, the Spirit of God kindly reminds. If you've shed blood, you better repent and ask God to forgive you. Or that blood will, will haunt you. It doesn't fail to haunt. Long after you've forgotten it, the thing is, it just sits in your... I mean, you've prayed for people, you're praying for... Normal prayer, oh God, give this person rice and beans to eat. Bah! You just see blood. So, but like, what is this? What's this blood? I'm saying, say, oh, I, I, some say they don't even know what they do. Till you ask them, they confess, I commit a When? Sometimes 20 years before. 20 years. Like, I've seen people be in trouble for attempted abortion. They didn't even commit the abortion. They, they, they wanted to and stopped. I'll give you a horror story. Real, but this is real. How old was this child? About four years old or so. The mother, the parents. They, this boy, they had a new baby. The brother will carry a knife to go and stab it to death. And they're like, God, what is this? So, small boy will be carrying a knife to go and kill the baby. I don't mean, you know, there's this jealousy children have. Then they push the baby, they do things. Not that one. This one is trying to kill him. Not once. And they were so afraid. So, they prayed about it. They went to a servant of God who prayed and said, Oh, it's a spirit of murder. It's on your four year old. Your four year old has a spirit of murder. How? And the servant of God asked them, Did you try to abort this child? Yes. They didn't abort it. Of course, he was alive. He was four years old. They tried to abort it. A spirit of murder came on. So imagine a baby that's not yet born with a spirit of murder. I remember we saw that video last year too. Didn't love that. That small boy that said, when he grows up, he wants to be killing people. You saw that video. Small boy in Canada also. Say you like to be killing people. You have your explanation. They tried to abort this four-year-old. So a spirit of killing came on him. That's why even for a small child, he started. And you hear people say they are trying to kill, trying to kill, saying that if they don't kill, they have no peace. I spoke the story about one fellow some weeks ago. Say there will be no peace. When he kills, he can be at peace for three months. Then the thing will come on him. It is so strong, he has no say. Kidnap a girl, rape her, how long then you kill her. I don't know how many killed, very many, before they caught him. The one girl that escaped him, that he freed, is the one that led them to catch him. So we have to. Be careful. If you know what is destroying some households, it's just crawling around. M many people, till they die, they will never know what hit them. You never even know what, why you had endless trouble. 
It's not a simple thing, but it's simple if you've taken it to Jesus. But most people will never take it to Jesus because they don't know. Everybody's doing it. And this doctor was telling me just yesterday morning that ah, the number of abortions, primarily by married women, that this one is not young girls going around committing abortion. Now they've made abortion official. Made it official. So you find it strange. Talk about hospitals. How they want to employ you. How they tell doctors directly. Will you help us make quick money? Are you ready to make quick money? Quickest money. Abortion. Everywhere. And all these people are everywhere. And I was sharing with this intercessor. I said. <laughs> if all we did. Was help people repent of the sin of abortion. You'll be busy for 50 years. If that's the only thing they repent of, and I mean in the church, I'm not talking about unbelievers. It's a norm. And we are supplying uh, blood to Satan's blood bank. Deadly. And then we stand, then the repercussion comes and you say, God, why? You, supplier, blood supplier. You supply blood to Satan in such large amounts. Then you're busy talking about uh, uh, every, every work of witchcraft. Which witchcraft? Who is more witchy than you? Now, for those who are wondering, is this possible? I don't know what you're asking, actually. Is what possible? Are people doing abortions? Is it possible that abortion is murder? Have you not read that Israel... Amongst the reasons God used to punish them so badly was because they used to offer their children as sacrifices to Molech. The abomination of Moab was normal. Don't you know the church is Israel, as Israel was, they are committing the same errors, killing their children. They don't even know. Say, no, 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 we can only manage two or three. You know, I, 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 I and my husband decided, you know, that we will not have more than, you know. So, you know, unfortunately, I took it. For all I care, go and tie your tubes. Immediately you finish that, your last. Uh, uh, oh, this is my last child. Tie the tube. You dare not be, be killing babies. Now, there are people who quarrel with me and say, why would you say they should tie their tubes and all that? I think it is not the same as killing babies. I really think so. I think it's safer. Let them just do that. I, I, but if you're not convinced, talk to God about it, okay? But to have a baby grow in your womb, say, no, it's not a baby. If you don't touch it, what will it become? I said, this is pumpkin. You say it's not pumpkin. If you don't uproot it, when it grows up, what will it become? Pumpkin. So what is it? Okay, you're not still sure. Okay, you're not sure. You're not sure this is a microphone. Okay, when I put it on like this and speak into it. Hello? Hello? Is it a microphone now? Yes, now it is. Before I carried it and only it wasn't. It was what? Microphone. <laughs> testing, testing, testing. 
testing the mic local. <laughs> okay, it's not, it's, not, it's not a microphone. What is it? No, it's not a baby, it's blood. If you don't touch it, if you don't disturb it, if you leave it alone, what will it become? Okay, okay. When, when it grows up, after when it's two years, three years, five years, ten years, twenty years, what will it be? Male or female? You'll be a human being with the ability to bring forth. So what was it when you killed it? Nothing. It was blood. So the blood that comes out of your wound, if you drop it on the ground or in a test tube or you swallow it or whatever you do, will it form a baby? Then that thing you got rid of was not blood. It was a human being. Did you hear me? I hope I've successfully taken away your excuse, your stories. And, and I'm saying, and I'm saying very directly, if you know how much bloodshed there is, even in this our land, all over, if you know how much bloodshed there is, if, see, if not that God tells us to do other things, if all we did was repent for the shedding of innocent blood, we would always be occupied. We are not allowed to do the things we do and get yeah. Do you know all those human beings that are aborted are in heaven waiting? That's when, when you die and go, I pray you make heaven. And you see the number of people that gather and say, Mommy, you know. You understand. That it was not blood of this and that. That the human souls attached. Now, I don't know at which point the soul is formed. I, I don't know. I'm not claiming I know everything about these things. But I do know that people have had experiences where they saw themselves in heaven. And, you know, there was a group of Colombian youth. And they were praying. They had some supernatural experience. Seven of them. And all of them were caught up. They had similar revelation. It was amazing. Like... Almost as though they take me together. Same thing. And there was a guy there who had pushed his girlfriend to commit abortion. There was a, a girl there who had committed abortion. And she, she saw a child there. This other one saw another one. One head talking to an angel or to Jesus and saying, Will I see my daddy when? Say, Yes, someday you see him. And the father was standing behind. It, when he came back to earth, he was crying so hard. The other one saw the mother, said, Mommy, and said something about whatever. I think by now she was married and had a child. But I'm just saying, <laughs> these are real human beings. Be careful what you do. Be careful what you do. So a mighty nursery with babies, people taking children, taking care of them, or angels taking care of them. You don't keep sending people, cutting people short. Take lives. Then you try to live a normal life. You open up yourself to all sorts of terrible things. And you don't know the voice of the accuser is speaking against you. You must know that the accuser has a voice. He speaks. He's not joking how you joke. You, you're the one joking. It's me. We, we like to joke. Anything you can't see, you don't believe in. Do you have a heart? You have a heart? You have a heart? Have you seen it before? Huh? I hope not. I hope you didn't say yes. 
I hope you have not seen your heart before. Because if you see your heart, then maybe heart bypass surgery or something. But when you get liver, who said you have a liver? Have you seen it before? But you believe. Uh, why do you believe? You're a medical student. Have you seen a cadaver with a liver inside? You've seen the liver inside a dead body. You saw it. So you believe that the same thing that is in the other body is inside your body. Who said, how do you know our bodies are not different? Some people have something, some people don't have. It's proven over time that everybody has it. Has it been proven over time that babies in wombs become human beings? Thank you. The shedding of blood is very rampant. Very terrible. Molech has been collecting sacrifices. What you don't know is that these things were prophesied. <coughs> I'm not going to in, the, in three cases. I've answered them in past meetings. I've talked about all that stuff. What if someone is going to die? What if this? I've talked about those things. The real thing I'm emphasizing right now is that you don't shed blood casually. There are circumstances. In warfare, people are fighting, representing a country shooting, fighting to protect the nation. Those, that's not murder. That's war. That's killing. God prohibits murder. Murder is the taking of life. Be careful in the name of whatever you're saying. You better come up with a measure that prevents you from truncating something that has begun. Just don't be a truncator. It's, a, it's such a thing. It is far better. Allow that belly to grow big. Have the picking. You won't be the first, the second, or the hundred. Hundred million. Hey, I'll be too ashamed. <laughs> Please be ashamed. Have you ever watched a movie where someone went into a house and they were not really a bad person, but there's this young person or this woman that saw them and they pressed their nose till they died because so they won't tell. Have you ever watched anything like that? How do you feel? Do you go like, well, I understand, sir. He had, he had to snuff at her. Or a criminal, like, oh, she saw my face. I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. Pow! And that's exactly what we do with abortions. No, I'm so sorry, I'm so ashamed, I'm so ashamed. So you kill it. So your life can go on peacefully. Are you the first person that got pregnant out of wedlock or impregnated someone? You better allow that thing. Let people laugh at you. God is smiling at you. And this is what I've always preached. I cannot change the truth. Till we die to our shame, our opinions. So how will we, what is a cross? This one is even your fault. Then you try to silence. So you kill. You want something. You can't have it. So you murder. James chapter 4 says so. You must not do this thing. Now, someone is one, but will God for, not forgive? He, he does. God forgives people when they repent. Repent. He will forgive you. But if you are busy planning to do it again, ah, 
Eh, I don't know. I'm not involved though. I would suggest you don't operate like that. That's what I would suggest to you. I would suggest you don't take God for granted. Those who take God for granted are not very wise people. Who presume, no, don't worry, nothing will happen. That's what Samson did. Nah, nothing happened. You know who I am. I beg. Delilah, sit down, man, keep my head for your leg. He woke up without hair and lost his eyes and became an ox that grinds the grain. The most powerful man alive. Our own spiritual Hercules. Bible approved. Superhero. The only of his kind. David had mighty men that pulled stones, but nobody was like Samson. Samson didn't need a sword. Super speed, super strength, invincibility. They didn't kill him with an army. They didn't take him out with a woman, one. One weak woman. One weak woman. The prohibit marriage. So I got talking about how many nuns or reverend sisters and all that go and have abortions. Why? Oh, because you prohibited marriage. So you should have allowed them to marry. You should have married and served the Lord. After all, they are married people who serve the Lord. All of them. They marry couple. Peter and wife. You have to be Paul or Barnabas. Are you listening? Some people will marry. Some will not. It's fine. It's fine. The Bible says they will require abstinence from certain foods that God has created. You come across groups that say don't eat this, don't eat that. You can't force people not to eat anything. Next verse. Next. Read with me. By pointing out these things to the brothers, you will be a good servant of Christ Jesus, nourished by the words of faith and sound instruction that you have followed. All right, so how do you become a good servant of Christ Jesus? What should you do? Pointing out what things? From chapter 1 down. Are you listening? You know the typical way the Christian way. One, they won't see that too. Even those who see, you just see the just the few verses before. No, th those chapters were put recently. By pointing out all those things about who an overseer is, first Peter, uh, first Timothy chapter three, from 
chapter 3 verse 1 all the way down an overseer must be like this a, a deacon must be like this and all of that by pointing out all those many things we have looked about looked at sorry and talked about you were in the meeting you heard us talk about him if you were not get the audio and listen to it when you do this by pointing them out like what i just pointed out now i pointed out one of the consequences of prohibiting people from marrying they once found between two monasteries oh one was a monastery where there are monks in spain i think it was years ago and here was a convent for sisters so a monastery and a convent they found out there was a lake under the ground they found out that there were tunnels under the ground and he came and met in one place and there was a lake and they found the bones of dead babies so many that they didn't know what to do so obviously it means that the brothers will come from here the sisters will come from here they have encounters that result in pregnancy they will, when the baby is born they just bring it out since they can't explain i'm telling you what happens when people put their name above the fear of god they bring out the babies and throw them, drown them, just throw them inside the water. And they found this place with, with baby bones at numbers that could not be believed. Meanwhile, they'll come up and walk around like this. God bless you. God bless you. This is a lack of fear of God that makes you care more about what anybody thinks. It's fear of man. So you fear her. You don't fear him. Wise people fear him. What can she do to you? What can he do to you? What did Jesus say? What's the worst he can do to you? Kill you. Jesus said, don't fear those who can only kill the body. And many of the people we are afraid of will never kill us. We know they will never kill us. You know they will never kill you. You know. Some will not even touch you. They won't even touch you. They won't even beat you. You still fear them more than the one who said, I will kill you. Then I'll kill your soul. I'll kill you. You die. You stand up. Your soul stands up or your spirit. I'll kill you again. That's what Jesus said. It's not me that said it. It's Jesus. It's not even a servant of God that said it. It's the Lord himself. When the day comes. When the day comes. So I am asking or Reminding you, in case you have heard it before. There are things that have to be pointed out. They shall just allow them marry. Rather than they be the sound of babies crying in their convents and monasteries. And them explaining, well, 
one of the monks or the sisters was weak and fell, committed fornication. You'd rather be a murderer, throw live babies, just bring it out, and throw it into water. You'd rather do that as a group, just keep doing things like that. Again, you may think, I could never do that. Are you sure? Even in the present, do you fear man's opinion so much? You dis disregard God's instruction? Every one of us must answer these things. And see, since me, I've been working on being a good servant of Christ Jesus. Not your servant. Once in a while, I have to tell our congregation that I don't work for you. Not your servant. In that sense, I'm your servant in a certain sense. I'm a servant. The only reason I'm your servant is because I'm a servant of Jesus Christ. He sent me to serve you. But I don't get marks. They don't give you evaluation form. You don't have any. You can't evaluate me. Paul said I don't evaluate myself. I don't first Corinthians. He said he doesn't even evaluate himself. It doesn't mean he's innocent, he said. But it's only the Lord that can do that. But at least we work on it. What did he say should be done? He said we should sweep all the rooms and dress the beds. Shouldn't you at least try to do that? Say, no, well, I don't know how you take it to. Uh, since I don't know how he's going to calculate it for me, let me not do anything I want since I don't know. Are you mad? He said they should make the bed. Because uh, I, don't, I, I don't know if you may even give me 30 over 100. Oh, I, I don't know. So I now said, let me not even try. Because, we, you know, we can finish trying like that at the end. He still scored the same like the other person that did not even do anything. So let's just wait and see when he comes. No, we should try. We should try hard. You may score 70. You may score 60. You may score 55. But do not try at all. We must try. We must try. We must try. To be good servants of God. A good servant, a servant that the master looks and says, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. Enter into the joy of my master. But when you don't care at all, you say, well, <laughs> you know these things, nobody that controls it to. Uh, that day you'll be surprised. Some people that are even smoking and drinking and womanizing may even now enter. And I've heard people say things like this. Next time I hear someone say that, Tell them, don't be stupid in capital letters. You want to be stupid, use lowercase. Did you just... Your brain came together and then called your mouth and it opened and said those words. You didn't even know if those who smoke, drink, and womanize will make it. Then you that now could go to why did, how did you string together those thoughts and then you let it escape? Something you should hold, swallow. You said it out. And you see human beings stand around and say, It's true, it's true. Are you real? What is true? Smoking, drinking, and womanizing might end you up in the presence of the Holy God. And those who try to live a holy life will end up. Okay. If the person is a hypocrite, or used to smoke, drink, and womanize, or be immoral, and then stopped and said, God, help me. 
Many of such people are in the, will be in the kingdom of our God. But someone who is present, continuous, disobeying God, having false hopes. On what basis do you have that kind of hope at all? Tell them it's a lie. Tell them it is former a lot of people who formerly committed adultery, did this and did that. A lot of people who formerly before committed murder, abortion, did all sorts of things, will be, I agree with you. That one I agree. Why? Because many of them are quicker to say, Lord, I'm a sinner, forgive me, than the ones who walk around acting like I am better than you, and you, and you. Not Jesus told that woman, he said, as no one condemned you, neither do I. Go. Hey, by the way, yeah? Sin no more. Not no one condemn you. Don't mind them. As though there's any anybody that does not sin. Go, my sister. There's no version of no translation of the Bible that tells this your version. You don't go and keep sinning. You go and you stop sinning. So as a good servant of God, it's our job to point it out. So that you don't do these things. So that you don't hear the Lord say, Depart from me, you worker of lawlessness. Because those things you are describing are lawless acts. Don't be lawless. Be obedient. Be compliant. Submit yourself under the mighty hand of God. He will exalt you in due season. Casting all your cares upon him because he cares for you. Is this clear? Good servants of God. Listen, someone is wondering, who is a good servant? Eh? This one is a preacher. This one has his own calling. This one. If you know any so-called servant of God, including myself, that does not point out these things to you, you decide what a good servant of God is. But the Bible has told you what a good servant of God is. A good servant of God is one who points out these things we've been sharing for weeks now. That's why I've been pointing them out. Good servants of God point out these things. In all we have read so far, have you heard, teach them to make money. Have you read it? Have you heard it? You're not sure? Should we go back to 1 Timothy 1? Say no, please. But you do know he doesn't say it. There's no... See, see, listen, I talk about money in the first service before I came up here. I talked about major reason why people lack. I talk about different enemies and I included there. I didn't call it poverty. I called it laziness because a major reason people are poor is they are lazy. Laziness. It's not the only reason, but a major reason. Major reason people are poor. Greatest enemy of having enough to spare. Is laziness. Some is not a cause. You're just lazy. And no, no, it's not that. You are. How? You want you only kind there are only certain kinds of jobs. You, you like a job where you don't move. Say one place, then money arrives. Yeah, keep boom. Ooh, you hear it from this guy. Boom. That's a bag of money. And then you have preachers who point out to you. That that's how God wants to bless you. And you believe it. Oh, you see, listen to me. This is a miracle is coming this week. 
by the grace of God on my life, I release on you. Don't allow it hit your head. That's how. That's your method of making money. You want to look for a real job, a real something that involves you every day, having to do something. I know people that position themselves constantly. I'm not saying they were not working. I'm thinking of one uncle of mine from years ago. He's late, but in Lagos, and if you stay for I don't know weeks, that house and not see him inside the room. Again, I'm not saying that there are things people do, but we have to be careful. And it's like he's just living for one big job from mobile. Just one. Don't live like that. Don't operate that way. Don't operate that way. Operate in a way that you are compelled to constantly be busy. You have to keep trying. It's easy to try things once in a while. Oh, put in effort for one week. Then rest for three months. No, no, no. That's not God's will. The Bible says six days shall you walk. On the seventh you shall rest. That's God's prepared ratio. Walk is to rest. Busy. Six is to one. Six is to one. Six is to one. Are you hearing me? Yes. Many things will change. No, I would have done it. It's just that I'm not used to this kind of work. Get used to it. You mean you stand up in the morning and be busy like that till evening? Yes. Do it consistently. Not once in a while. This is very important, what I'm saying now. I shared it downstairs. I'm sharing it again now. Because I believe that God wants to change things in people's lives. And part of how he's going to do it. Is by your working harder. Now that I've finished that, let me get to the point I was making. You read all of this book of Timothy here. There are things we are to point out. There are false doctrines that are not right. There are things we must do. That first Timothy three. It says, you should be self-controlled, respectable, not a lover of money. It didn't say you should, be a, should not be a haver of money. You should not be a lover. You know the difference between having money and loving it? How can you have money if you don't work? Work. Bible says you must have a good reputation with outsiders, non-Christian. That means, they, ah, no, 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 that guy is very hardworking. He's the one that comes first. Ah, this guy is my employee. <laughs> very hardworking. I like, I like him. If I had three people like him, this company would be the bomb. Not the one that they have a bad witness about you. So verse 7 says you should have a good witness. How can you have that if you're lazy? So you're to be respectable. It's not to be anything against you. 
Verse 12 says, You should manage your children and household well. The same had been said about in verse 4 about the overseer of the church. The whole point is this. You are supposed to work hard, but you are not supposed to love money, which is perfectly sensible. Not that hard. Okay? I want us to all know that God loves us. He wants to help us. And he wants us to be found acceptable. If we are true servants of God, we are to point out these things. The emphasis is not, it's presumed from many other scriptures, titles, all over the Bible. The Lord Jesus, Paul, Peter, all. They teach our people to maintain good works. That's, that's not spiritual works. It's physical things you do. He says, so you can take care of your needs and help others. Ephesians, for all of them, tell you this thing. God presumes you should work consistently and honestly. Honest work, not any kind of work. These days, people think they can do any kind of work. They say, as long as he brings money, so I can give offering. Don't do any kind of work. There's bad work. There's evil work. There's, mo- there's money you make from what you're doing is a form of robbery or stealing. There's work you do and it's equivalent to taking from pe- robbing Peter to pay for. There's jobs you do that are, makes you tell lies. Like when I, I talk to lawyers and they, 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 I said, make sure you're not lying. That's all. Or one day, if you like, go as far as you want. You, you know. You know if God cares about that, your story. Say, no, no, it, it, comes with, it comes with the profession. See, you refuse to read the Bible, have you? The Bible says liars. It didn't say professional or non-professional, amateur liars. After giving a long list, he said, and liars, their portion will be in the lake of fire. So if you like, be a professional liar. Say, no, 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 you don't understand. See, in this our job. You cannot just come out hoo-ha. Is that so? If you cannot come out hoo-ha and tell the truth, leave the job. There are other jobs you can do. That's all. I, 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 in fact, you know, I'm growing slightly older. Like this year, I was old. I'm older than I was last year. Do you know? I know you can't tell from appearance. <laughs> I've grown older between last year and this year. Next year, I'll be older again. The older I am, the more I tell the truth. The less I keep. There's no time. There's no time. There's no time. There's no time. We're dancing around. I've danced around a lot in this world. Be dancing. I'll be honest. I'll be dancing around. There's no time. When you stand in front of God, all your sense will be clear. You'll be asking why you didn't go and become a mechanic. It's you that will ask. You stand there and go, hey, hey. If they give you the opportunity to see someone's judgment before your turn, you'll be holding people you don't know. Maybe you'll be a line like this. There'll be a line. You'll be falling on people. Hey, ah. Why did I not do mechanic work? Hey, hey. Your, all your sense will be sharp like a knife. A fang knife, not normal knife. Oh, your sense, everything will be sharp. You will see how stupid what you believed was. You explain to, you say, eh, no, you don't understand. You, you, your mouth will be unwilling to, to, to agree with you to say those words. 
You'll be wondering, wait, 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 wait. Tell me, why was it that I had to do this job? Like, when I was born, did they stamp it on me? You must, and thou shalt do this work that involves life. The answer is no. Then why did you do it? It's what I enjoyed. Ah. So anything we enjoy doing, we must do. Should we start mentioning the things we enjoy? What else could you have done? What else could you have done? Do it. On the other hand, do what you are doing without lying. Don't be, don't be giving the impression you must lie. Because you don't have to lie to be even a lawyer. I didn't even talk about market women. They lie more than lawyers. Oh, you didn't know? Oh, okay, so you thought lawyers are the liars. <laughs> yes, many lawyers are liars. Let me tell you why they notice lawyers own. You notice it because the consequences of a lawyer's lie can take your family house. Do you understand? The difference between someone that is holding a hanky and hitting you with a hanky and someone that is holding a Monday hammer to hit you. Say, what's the difference? See me, he hits me. This one hits me. It's not, uh, the difference is life and death. When the first one hits you, nothing will happen. It may hit you very hard. It may smart. Ah, ah. See now, see this red mark. That's the worst thing that can happen. It's good. The Monday hammer depends on where it touch first. Once it's over. What's that song? Instant. That kind of Monday hammer. It boom. I thought it just one time, but this other one hit him. Seven times, seven with that thing. Me, I just say what me I was holding. I just say let me also swing it. Barrier. Barrier. Lawyers carry Monday hammer. When they lie, the consequences are massive. Massive. When a market woman lies, the consequences are fifteen naira. 100 naira. Do you understand? Say, uh, Oga, I didn't even buy it like that. Meanwhile, they bought it eggs. I didn't even buy it for 700. They bought it for 600. In that way, they are telling the future. But, they bought it for 600. They sold it 700 to you. They will make 100 naira profit. But if you add transport money, or even if you add transport money, everything is 600, 620 per item, per unit. And then they want to make at least 400 on top of it. Instead of saying, oh, the price, I'm sorry. But this is a good price. Knowing that others are selling similar. You now lie and say, I did not even buy it at 700. And some, you're so desirous to sell it. So they will not leave you and go to somewhere else. You say, God is my witness. Hi! Hi! Oh! God, God Day. Oh, God. Sorry, it's because I'm preaching. I would have paused and lamented, but I have to go on. We have to go. 
Hey, hey, we, we just it's just nothing. People go to court and put their hand. Say, I swear that evidence I shall give. Say that evidence I shall give in this court shall be the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help me God. They say casually. They say when you go, say it. They tell you they lie to lie. Then when you go, then they made you call God. You called him. You say that's how they do. Oh, oh, sorry. Sorry. Ah, so, sorry. Your future is not bright at all. If you like, let them make you chief deacon. If you like, be the, be the pope of the bishop or the bishop of the pope. Be anything you like. On judgment day, you see if there's a list for church leaders separate from human beings. We all must fear God. If I'm a good servant of God, keep the thing back where I am. I must point out these things to you while we have time now. And what I am pointing out will nourish you. Nourished by the words of faith and sound instruction that you have followed. So as I preach it, I point it out, I must follow it. And you, if you receive it, it will nourish you. Know what nourishment does? It makes you healthy and strong. You'll be spiritually healthy and strong. You want to be that? Get ready to pray then. You should be spiritually healthy and strong. And you should be able to walk away from many things. Say, no, if I don't make money, you don't have to make money like that. You don't. Don't tell, there's nothing you're going to tell me. Don't, don't ever tell me you have to sin to make money. If you can't walk away from money, 10 million, if he likes, let it be. If you can't walk away from it, rather than tell a lie, Satan will constantly tempt you. Before you're done with this life, you will have a, a lineup of lies and all the curses of the people you lied against to win your cases. Where do you think the curses go? You think it goes to nowhere? Where do you think the curses go? You collect the money, you go and buy a car. Then someone has an accident. They say, oh God, why? Don't let me be your pastor. Me. You explain first, first. Ah, the car, how did you get it? My first reaction will be human. But I usually kick into the spirit first. Sorry, can I ask you? This car, I saw it, the red one, mashed up. How did you get money to buy it? Oh, there's a case I had. What can you tell me about the case? Now that's if I have time, because most of I don't even have this time. Tell me about that case. Oh, okay, there was this. This man who died, his widow, then the brothers, then... Uh, who do you represent? The brothers. Oh. How did the case end? It ended with the brothers taking the property and the woman being kicked out. Okay. They paid... How much do you make from it? Uh, 14 million. Okay. You made 14 million from crime. You're lucky you're not dead. Well, this God wants to give you a small chance. Who knows if you survive this hospital stay? You might die before we leave here. You're looking at me like, what kind of pastor is it? You haven't said anything yet. I mean, I ask God for grace to tell the truth. Because my job, I need, I'm a good, I, <laughs> I decided 20 years ago, I want to be a good servant of Christ, Jesus. 
Not, I don't work for you. I work for Jesus. You don't know me. They will call me to one day. Say, stand here. Oh yeah, that time I said you should say this. What do you say? That's when you find out that pastors lie. So God says, say A. He said, I'm sorry. By any chance, do you know C? They told you A, you said C. Because the way he's looking at you, and the offering this man gives, at least as far as we know, is significant. You don't want to, you don't want to go and block your channel of blessing. Who is your channel of blessing, him or God? Let him come and save you when the day comes. No, you must tell the man the truth. So you won the case against the widow woman. Do mm. you know where she went to after that, after she lost the house? No, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't ask. Oh, you weren't interested. Oh, from the moment you had your fees, my amount to 14 million, your mouth, the way spit was produced inside your mouth. You were, all you spent your time doing is swallowing spit. Finally. And this is what happens to so many people. Just like the thing I said with the doctors. You hear a, 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 a youth core member, youth service. Yeah, bought cars, built house, bought land from abortions. And then you expect that that house, don't you know that's a house of blood? How can you be so stupid? And some, they go to church. A pastor was talking about a, 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 I don't know if he said the guy was a Catholic. And officially, the Roman Catholic Church is against abortion officially. One of the strongest voices against abortion. The Roman Catholic Church. And then I think he, he said this guy doing you service. That is making money. You, you're, you're just surviving. You're, you're a doctor too. Just there. Then this one is, is, is rolling in, in, in box. Money. Killing babies. Killing babies. Killing babies. It is why I tell the medical students, we have a good number of them. I say, be very careful. Because I, I, I noticed years ago, officially, that very few doctors fear God. Why? You don't know why. I've just told you. Major reason. There's so much blood on their hands. Now, you would think I'll be wiser than to offend the medical circle. No, I'm wiser than to offend God. So much blood on their hands. Some not from abortion, from recklessness. They don't care about human life. They've seen too much death, so they care very little. It never crosses your mind that you can use your own money to buy blood for someone. Like dying. I wonder why. Like, why shouldn't it cross your mind? That's a human being. Ah, you don't understand. We see it so many times. What do you see so many times? Okay. Poor people come to us. Okay. okay. So your money cannot help save someone's life. Ah. No. <laughs> this land, I've not finished paying for this land. This portion of land. Very good site. Type painful. Oh, you can't. You came to this earth. To build houses. That's why you were born. When you die, God will ask you, and how many houses did you build? Say seven. Say something now. Seven. You build seven. Mm. Good guy. 
Don't check the book of life. It's not important. You guys are an accomplished. <laughs> Please, enter. Yes, you. Yes, doctor. How many did you build? Three only. I'm looking for the one that built nothing. Three only. Okay, you can squat on the veranda of heaven. <laughs> you how many? Hundred with five estates. Tell Jesus to get off that throne. <laughs> He's the one we've been waiting for. You how many? None. Who is with the key to hell? <laughs> you think that's what will happen? No, take everything I just said and reverse it. Then you will know why you exist. Say, no, 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 we are building a hospital. I know you are building a hospital. When your eye sees me, don't ignore it. Let me teach you to maintain a human heart. Before demons move in and you, what was a heart becomes stone. Stop seeing things. The need is in front of you. You're seeing the need. It's not that you heard a story that there are poor people somewhere. See the poor person in front of you. He's hungry now. You know. See that baby is crying now. There's a bag of rice inside your house now. Now. Not that you're not with cash. Then you harden your heart to what you're seeing here. Now. See, with time, something happens to a human being. It's why in every profession, with time, it seems the people that practice it, you change so much. You can't be recognized from how you were when you were 18 years old, 22. When you used to say, ah, no, ah, me, if I was me, if it was me. Now you're 40. You have been a lawyer, a doctor, a policeman, whatever, for years. If it's not the mercy of God, your heart is now rock. Let that woman cry all she cries. Pro bono waiting to do free case. For where? Pero God, you have 13 million in your bank account. Can't you set aside a portion to be paying your lawyers to handle cases for people that can't afford it? You have a lot of money. These are your clients that retain you, that do this and do this and that. Let the rich ones fund it. Then this wretched woman, hey, lawyer, 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 help me, they will take my land. Don't say, Mama, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You have to give consultation fee, just 50,000. Find a way, and God will help you. Then you remember, you, you go to church, you say, come, let me pray with you. Father God, I ask that you provide for this woman. He has provided. When you were 15, you used to plan, 16. If I'm a lawyer, I'll, I'll defend. I'll defend after you read that article. But now your heart has been exchanged. Like Nebuchadnezzar, you have the heart of a beast. You don't, you, you don't, what they call normal human, it has disappeared. You can see a million people crying. That's why you guys must be praying for professional lawyers and doctors and some of these people. Because something happens to them. You have seen so much of a thing. You don't seem to feel. It's hard. Let me tell you, I know this. It is hard to keep being empathetic after you see a lot of things. It does something. You put up protection over your heart so you won't feel it too much. And sometimes that protection becomes too hard. till so you don't feel again. You don't feel like a normal human being. 
Hey, someone I'm acquainted with, we once worked in a law office together years ago, and then he left and all that. His wife died. At the time, he's, I got to the end from the beginning. My sister put to bed, the sister of mine put to bed at the same time with this lady. That's where they met. But I happened to know the lady because I knew her husband. I'd known her husband years before. And there was my sister. And the both of them next to bed mates, next to each other. And I visit my sister and see her and we talk. A few days later, she's dead. Now my sister is talking about how the doctors, I don't know what they say happened. I don't think they were on strike. I think it was just, oh, I don't know if the doctor on duty did not come around. I don't know what story. But her antibiotics, they gave my sister her antibiotics because the doctor knew her and they didn't care for the other one. And others. When my wife was in the hospital with one of our children, one of the women that was heavy or had put to bed was having an asthmatic attack. The nurse on duty slept throughout. She came. I was there when she came. I was in the hospital briefly before I left. I was there talking with the other nurse or something. This young lady she came around, talked around, joked around, referred to the older matron as. Mommy, mommy, whatever, just all these people that play to cover up their ineptitude. And my wife tells me in the inner world, she said that the woman came in, climbed her bed, and slept. She's on duty, she arrived. I saw her arrive for night duty. Her partner is the only one that ran around all night, all night long, even doing the job that is not her own. Then tomorrow, someone is going to say, they must raise our, 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 our pay. And you join and say, you see, we keep forgetting there is a God. We, you, know, you know this attitude that forgets there is God. A fool says in his heart there is no God. That nobody is seeing me. You think God does not see when you don't go to work, when you walk by a phone. Medical people. Ah, the medical people, yeah. Do you guys think that God does not see? You're too young, so it's not you I'm talking to. I wish the older ones were here. Do you think God does not see when you don't go to the hospital, you're in your private clinic, and you strike for them to increase your salary when you don't go to work, when it's your private clinic you run, then you strike? How many of you hear of doctors going on strike all the time? Different times. When you hear, what do you think? You, you, you say it's true. That their mates outside are being paid. Are their mates outside running their private clinics at the expense of their... Oh yeah, you medical people. I've been at year six, you did. Do the doctors on duty work to stay away from work? Give me a percentage. Over a hundred times. How many times do you think they stay away from work? So you have to do that multiply times. The senior doctors are the only ones I'm talking about. They come for clinics, but the evening duties, the calls... When they are supposed to be on duty, taking care of patients? Yes. All night. all night? Yes. Like, maybe 99% of the time. They don't barely come. See consultants. Did you hear that? And when you hear strike, you join an abuse government. You think God is not watching? 
Yes. Sam, the doctors that usually go on strike are the senior registrars and the registrars. Those ones come for work. No, not all the time, sir. I didn't ask whether it's all the time. I asked you to give me a percentage. Okay, sir. The senior registrars, maybe for night calls, maybe eighty percent. Then the eighty percent did what? Don't confuse 80% us. Eighty percent of the time. They, they are complete the sentence. Eighty percent of the time, they don't come for work. Call up my microphone. Let's not keep in talking. In the night, I'll get work. In the night, uh, they come in the day, but they are paid. So they, they are paid. It's not they are not on call. So every night time they are on night duty, they go on holidays. They are, they are free. They leave the work for the junior doctors. They leave it. Are they? Is it? Is that legal? No, sir. It's completely legal. Then they have the audacity to go on strike. See, let me tell you the things people do. I repeat, I've said it many times over the years. You see this thing that happens to us. I see on judgment day everything. You see, see, see on this day. Everything will be crystal clear. Everything. Man, I have only one question to ask the pastors, my colleagues. Hey, God, save us so. Please be praying for men of God. Oh, judgment day. Oh, 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 oh. How many of you believe if pastors talk like I'm talking, they, that they will go for work? Okay. One over ten will, will go for work steadily. Huh? Uh, do you think pastors have the power to influence people to do right? So why are they not doing the right? Then we have the audacity. The audacity. We say, God will punish this government. Whatever you measure, in good measure, press down, shaking together and running over. The Bible says you get back. So when your first son is mad, your daughter, rich doctor with two clinics, is a prostitute. Your second son, since you sent him abroad, you have not heard from him for eight years now. You don't understand. All those are your courses, what, what, don't you know what happens to a course without course? It flies around. Then when a course has a course, a reason, it lands. So as you send it out, in your mind, no, now I was just angry that day, so I was speaking. You don't understand spiritual things. Words land. All the nurses that have, my, sis, my wife said that lady almost died. If it's not this other nurse that was running around all night that went and brought, this other nurse would not move. They woke her up. She turned them, don't, don't disturb me, and slept back. Young lady like this, I, I, I saw her. I don't know if she might have been in her 30s. The audacity. The next thing, she'll join and go on strike. At the end of the month, she'll collect a nurse's salary and go home. Boldly. And all of these struck things, God sees from the matron that knows such things and allows it, from her colleague that keeps quiet to such things, from everybody, everybody, everywhere. If they bring a good person there and put in charge of that hospital now, people will start saying that man is very wicked, a very wicked man. Next thing, they'll look for things to accuse him for, petition him, do this, do that, and kick him out. So they can go back to behaving like crazy people. And all of them in church, after seven, you go to pastor. Pa pastor, 
the pastor will go, God bless you. God bless you. Remembering the last time offering, God bless you. The accountant had said she gave 80,000. God bless you, my sister. Father God, just wait. He start releasing blessings. Empty blessings on an empty vessel. No fear of God involved between the two of you. The person you should be saying, God bless you, gave 2,000. They gave 2,000 out of hard labor. But you see, you look at the total number on earth. You don't see things in the spirit. You don't see the effort. Next thing you say, come, this is my sister. This is a true mother in Israel. She's very busy in church, but when she goes to her workplace, she's like the devil. Women, women have carried scars for years because of her, if they didn't die. She doesn't even recognize that her inactions or her wrong actions are so impactful. Remember the Monday hammer? There are jobs most people should not do. Hippocrates, who was not a Christian. Eh? Have you read on him? Medical people. Was he a Christian? You're thinking. What did he say about being medicine? Is this supposed to be done for money at all? Money is not even included. You're supposed to even treat people with money. An unbeliever knew that to do medicine, you do it from a heart of wanting to help people, not for money. And then you take it and convert it into full money, even, even lawyers. You see a lawyer's gown, you see a rope dangling behind. Because in Roman jurisprudence, it used to be as these people are standing and advocating Practicing oratory, but sometimes actually speaking for people for free many times before the complex thing that came out of English jurisprudence, but it flowed from there. They would come as you're talking, that thing had a hole. Someone would put a coin in it and lift it, and the thing, that dangling thing leads into a pocket. In other words, don't distract him with your money. As he's talking, if you want to give him money, do you understand what I'm saying? It's like a, a pipe, but it's cloth, you know? They'll put it and lift it, and the thing will slide in. He's too focused doing what he's doing, helping defend and advocate for people. And everything becomes money. Why do you think the Bible says the love of money is the root of every kind of evil? The love of money. It can make you an, a beast. That's what money will do to you. So we all must ask ourselves, whether you're a market woman, whether you're a lawyer, a doctor, or whatever, it's the same thing I'm saying, whether you're a preacher, just know that it is our duty to point out the truth because someday we are going to give account for these things. Don't care about reputation. It doesn't matter. One day you know it doesn't matter. I've told you, help yourself. 
go to a hospital, go to where people are sick, dying, had an accident, go to accident and emergency section, go and look at human beings. So you calm down on how mighty you think you are. Go to the hospital. Yes, what, when was it? This year? Last year, I told you guys you should go to the hospital. I bet I gave instructions here. Did we go? I thought we were supposed to take a bus and just go. Those who can't afford it, we bust them down. Go to the hospital. I want some of our medical students. You, you, don't, you don't know the futility of life. Go to a hospital. I wish everybody in that hospital has a picture of themselves when they are fine. Watch wonders. I know they won't allow you to see some things. But if you've seen dying people, sickly people, there's no sick, rich man that looks mighty. Huge men, tall, big, muscular, the booming voice. See there in the hospital. Everybody is humble, lying on their back. Frail, pathetic. A little child could kill them. So cool down while you're healthy. While everything is fine. Just be cooling down on how, what you think you are. Because in a moment like this, you can go from relevant to non-existent. Not irrelevant. Non-existent. Where are all those medical people? You've thought about this many times when you're walking through your work, yes? Have you passed people and you're, you're like, in your mind, you're hearing vanity, vanity. All is vanity. You go to a private ward, that they're asking, again, not this crowd, the bigger. Many people said they hadn't been to a hospital before. I said, you must go. So since I was sent a picture by one of our medical people uh, the other day, and the man has maybe prostate cancer. His scrotum was this size. You're not hearing me. The size of pumpkin. It was this big. As far as I can tell, it was this big. His scrotum between his legs. He was lying down. It was like a watermelon. That's a human being. What happened to him like that? You know one of the reasons for prostate cancer is promiscuity. Do you know? Ah, they are deleting it. I once read it, I was reading about it years ago. Prostate cancer. Sleeping around. Major cause. They will tell you many things. You know, Wikipedia can be confused. Reading, they are the beginning, they say promiscuity. Then by the end of the thing, they say, people say it is, it is not. Same thing for cervical cancer. Active sexual life from 7, from 14, from this, da, 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 da. Then they get to a button and say, some people have tried to say it's because of this. It is not. I'm like, did you know you that just said this above? You know the people write these things, their head is not correct. You're trying to change reality because you want to keep sinning. There's consequences for sin, people. We all must know it. And we should prepare like people who give account for it. Not just in the age to come. From this life, experiences will start catching up. It is the duty of good servants to point it out. Are you hearing this? I wish I could take questions, but I won't.
want to ask questions come on wednesday at 5 pm you answer questions if you have a question from today ahead of time send it in you can send it to a phone number any of our leaders will send it to you on wednesday i'll answer them if you're not in you send it in online if you're not here on wednesday tune in online ask to be added to a group give your whatsapp number when it's time you get a notification a meeting 5 pm wednesday 5 pm friday but wednesday is bible study you have questions you can start with questions just ask but whether you ask or not what is important is fear god the mystery of godliness if christ doesn't become flesh in you i'm sorry i'm sorry you will not be caught up to glory at the end it starts with the revelation of the Lord Jesus, the mystery of Godliness. That, with the walkings of the Spirit, align Christ into the flesh realm, okay? Stop, stop distinguishing between this. This is my secular work. This one is church. Don't do that thing. Don't do that thing. When I was a lawyer, <laughs> I would have been a bad litigation lawyer. I couldn't see. In fact, I was a litigation lawyer for a very short time before I went into the corporate sector. Because someone is coming to divorce. Let me tell you, every case that goes on, lawyers make money. Your fight is their profit. And the longer you fight, the more the profit. And I repeat, that will do something to you. Except you have learned to when you start seeing human beings as ATMs, constantly, doctor, lawyer, anything at all, you just see a human being. I'm not saying you shouldn't be happy that money will come to you for your work, but be happy that you're going to convert wood into a table and they'll pay you for it. Don't be happy that they fight long. Don't be happy. You know the case, you know who, you still collect the money. I'm like, no, now, but how will we survive? That person does not exist for your survivor. A human being does not exist to fund you. Then, no, but how will we eat? How do, does everyone else eat? God should be your source. Now, let's be realistic. I am being realistic. You cannot be when you see a human being. You think, how can I squeeze? How much can I squeeze from it? See, you're already damaged. I'm so serious. I remember a man coming. He's, he wanted to divorce his wife. I think he said his wife was unfaithful or so. Was swing her anyway. What I would do in all such situations, you're trying to bring healing. I told him, why don't you talk to the pastor of your brother that is fighting you over your father's property? He said, I've gone to talk. They didn't do anything. That was the first time, it was the early days of my name. Hi, Pastor Zoo. Hi, God. God have mercy. So you allow brothers fight. Because you don't want to offend the church member. Instead of beating your church member that is looking for trouble. That the brother even came to meet you. You just joke. They came to report that your member, your church member is causing trouble. Instead of wading in. How can the mere fact that your church member did not, is not the one that reported it. That is his brother that came to meet the pastor. Please, is that a sign of someone that wants peace? Is the brother that is not your church member that came to you and said, Pastor, my brother is your member. He's causing trouble. 
Why shouldn't you call them together and oversee? You ignore it. Cannot be bothered with such things. So these are brothers, even if it's different mothers, living in the same house, hating each other. Is that not how people murder people, put poison for people? But they came to you. You cannot be bothered with such things. You are too busy doing the work of the Lord. I wonder what the work of the Lord is. Abi, I've addressed preachers, so you don't say, eh, he was bashing doctors and pastors uh, and, 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 and lawyers. I'm not bashing anybody. I'm pointing out the truth. If we don't address it now, all of it will be addressed at the judgment seat of Christ. All. There's nothing I'm saying now. And a million things more. They will all be addressed. Then you will wish you addressed it. If, 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 even as we live here now, if you like, look for a while and forget what I said very fast. And continue with your life. One day, they will be playing the video of this day for you. And God will say, that day I showed you mercy. I took you to a place where my servant pointed out the truth. You walked away and tried to forget it. Why would you try to forget it? Did you, didn't he show it to you from the Bible? The fear of God is the beginning of wisdom. We better have wisdom. We better have wisdom. Oh, we better have wisdom. We better fear God. If we won't fear man, fear me. Fear God. God said. You don't go scattering the marriage so the case will continue. No, you look for a way and talk to him. I remember that man, I went and brought a cassette I had about marriage and all that unity and how to have a happy marriage and gave him. I said, go and listen to it. All you should be wanting is to heal that marriage. Not acting, hey, okay, what well, is a client? You do not wade, you do not wade into what? Abortion is illegal in Nigeria. It's illegal. And it's actively being carried out everywhere. While we are talking about America. America has reversed abortion on demand. Wow. America. Whoa. You Africans that claim to be righteous. It's illegal, but it's totally official. It's just everywhere. Does God not see? Say white people are crazy. And what are we? We are not just crazy. We are hypocrites. If someone says, eh, well, there's nothing we can do. They talk against abortion till it's their relative, till it's your sister's daughter. Eh, well, eh, God will forgive. What are you about to say? You think that thing you said was not noted down? You think the spirit realm did not record it? Next thing you'll be praying dry prayer. Oh God, change it, change it. And God's like, change, change I would have changed it. But the accuser has this massive case file against you. And he's prosecuting it really well. The spirit realm is a, is a law court. The spirit realm is not as much clashing of swords. Those swords are words. It's a law court. In the spirit realm, there's the accuser. There's you. When the matter can be taken up by the Lord Jesus as advocate, he comes in. When it cannot be taken up 
he cannot come in. Your God is a just God. No, no. Jesus defends every case. Are you sure you can prove that thing you want to? Should we tussle? If Jesus fights every case, then why on earth is the accuser of the brethren accusing day and night? Accusing who? The Bible says the brothers and sisters, brethren. He's the accuser, not accuser. He's the accuser of the brethren. Brethren. He's not the accuser of the whole world. The whole world is already under his power. He specifically accuses Christians. Because there's no need to accuse the rest. They are guilty. Nobody's arguing. You didn't hear me. He accuses brethren. With what? With accusation. Of what? Of what they have done. Past and present. He even accuses them of what their great-grandfathers did. How much more, more what you did. And he does it day and night. That means whether you erred or sinned in the day or night, he notes all and uses it against you. If there is no need for the devil to accuse Christians, why is he doing it day and night? That's like saying a lawyer is moving from case to case, court to court, day and night, and you're saying he never makes profit. Then why is he doing it? Did you hear my basis for saying that the accuser's accusations work? You cannot give yourself more and more to something that is useless. So Satan consistently accuses the brethren in the courts of heaven. God is judge. And Satan wins many cases. Very many cases. In case you didn't know it, know it. I know I've shared and explained this better in previous messages. Please ask from our technical team if you're online. You're here, you can ask after now and say, please, can I have messages where this was shared on? One or two should carry it well. This is real, brothers and sisters. We must get rid. Let Satan have, why he says you should confess your sin is because when Satan now comes, hey, hey, I'm here to prove he did. They look and say, where? When did he do it? They, uh, it was on the seventh day of uh, November 2020. And they open it and there's nothing. Why? Because it's only the blood of Jesus that has the ability to wipe away things and they don't exist again. As far as the east is from the west. That's how far I can take away your sins. But what happens if you don't confess the sin and receive forgiveness? Because you don't, it doesn't get wiped except you repent. The Bible says so. Jesus said so. Go and read every place. Jesus spoke about repentance while he was on earth. Go and read it. He said, if your brother sins against you and comes back seven times, forgive him that number of times. Every time you repent, repentance is preceded by confession or forgiveness. There's nothing like, well, I got forgiven. I, I just did it. There, there's a false teaching. Don't do anything. There's no need to say, God, forgive me. No need to agree. I am sorry you have been deceived. Someone, someone, is trying to, someone is trying to destroy your life. Please confess your sin. They are the ones you confess to God. They are the ones, if you are wise, you confess to people. James 5. Confess your first one to another and pray for one another that you may be healed. One another is not Jesus Christ. It's one another. That's a human being. 
And he said, pray for one another. Why? That you may be healed, healed, healed of physical afflictions and spiritual ones and psychological ones. Spirit, soul, and body can be afflicted. When you open up, acknowledge, this was wrong, I did it. He, God put this structure in place to deliver us. Most people have never even heard it. When God first taught me this 20-something years ago, I was in university. And he taught me, James 5. I had not heard some of it. I was wondering, what's this? And I tested it out. I was a leader in the fellowship. And I shared it. And people would come and meet me and say, I want to. The most common answer when I asked them, have you ever confessed this before? The answer, 100% of the time was no. And I saw people's lives change. 20-something years ago, that's a while. I've had enough time to prove how powerful this thing is. It's not theory. It's real. And people will go around and say, you see, listen, when you're confessing, your confession is to God. I repeat, I was not what you officially call a pastor then, even though I, I pastored the fellowship group I was leading. But aren't you meant to read your Bible? How did I learn all these things? In the school of the Spirit, with my Bible, taking notes. You should have read your own. You don't, must you be told things? You can know yourself. Have you not discovered good and bad things by yourself? When you were cooking, when you were sweeping, when you were cleaning, didn't you discover some chemical that works better? Something. Don't you discover things? Must you be told? You should be able to discover things of the Spirit and save yourself and your household. Amen? We must. So much unnecessary suffering. Let me tell you why I'm so passionate about this thing. Because I've seen that many people that suffer, there's no need for them to suffer. But they just, they will not do what God says. So they will keep suffering. It's out of love I speak. There's suffering we cannot avoid. Then there's a lot of suffering you can avoid. A lot. There's a lot of suffering you can avoid. That should not even exist. It's not God, you're not being, it's not for righteousness, it's not for anything. It's for pride, for ignorance, and for foolishness. You could, be, you could remove all that category of suffering from your, from your lineup of, of sources of suffering. It could be removed. Once that case is won, once Jesus, once you do the right thing and the Lord Jesus says, my Lord, I move a motion for this accusation to be struck out, the judge will go, granted, bam. Your life in that area that Satan was afflicting you will change sometimes instantly, bam, like that. So one, Satan makes sure people don't know these things I'm saying. You even, most Christians, I mean, have pastored a number of people, some couple of hundreds over the years, coming and going. So I have seen and seen. And many of these are younger people. In their 20s. So their own trouble was fresh. Then I wonder about the people that are double that age or triple that age. Their own suffering is far more. Many have come to live with it as though it's, mm, this is the cross God gave me to bear. When God shows you on that day that he never gave you that cross, that you took his own cross, then you picked four others and added to it. That your life was miserable because of you. That if you humbled yourself under his mighty hand and obeyed him 
I said, I'll make money, but I must not make it this way. I'll practice that medicine, but honestly, I'll never do an abortion. I'll never do it. This doctor I was talking to yesterday. She said she had to leave that job, leave that place because of it. I'll never do an abortion. I'll never do this. I'll not do this. I'll not. So they don't talk to her about those things. In fact, she left the, the, the hospital. Talked about how she was in the, I think it was the UK. And they look at you. And if it seems you're even showing even slight body language that you disapprove of all these people that are transgenders changing from their natural state to another. A man becoming a woman. Instead of just being, they are watching you through the glass. They don't even know. You fell that station. You fell it. So if someone says, well, I, 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 I want to be a woman, your face goes, you have fell. Just look like your thing. Instead of going, oh, wow, oh, wow, awesome. All right, so are you ready? You know, you have to take your drugs. That's how they are forcing. So you, you must be a doctor. There. Because you must chop British pounds. So you sell your soul. Sell your soul. This is what's happening everywhere. Legal practice. I remember I was a law student in our fellowship. And I'm be talking. And I ended up hearing lawyers sound as though they are saying, wait, too. so you mean being a lawyer means officially you're mandated by law to lie? Till I found out that that itself is a lie. According to the law, you shouldn't tell any lie. Yes. You shouldn't. You shouldn't win a case by, by who said you must win. You should not win when your client is guilty. And there used to be questions like, um, um, can you, can you, I, I, if your client is guilty, can you say he's guilty? 100%. Why else did they ask guilty or not guilty? Did you do it, Oga, or you did not? If you're guilty, say, I'm guilty. Say, no, no, you didn't say I'm not guilty. Well, what are you talking about? You, if you're not careful, you're born in fire for, for, for your greed. You must, you must win. You want to have a track record, now these white lawyers, of always winning cases, defending the worst criminals and always winning. Why should you win when your client is guilty? Shouldn't you be afraid of winning? So you call black, white, and white, black. Doesn't the Bible talk about calling white, black, and black, white, evil, good, and good, evil? The Bible says it directly. You don't care. You're a Christian on Sunday morning. Then you go and spend six days being a wicked sinner. Then you come back on Sunday and be a Christian. Who are you deceiving? I'm going to presume some preachers don't know what goes on. But I also doubt my presumption. Because it's fully rebutted. You're not going to be dishonest. You want money. Are your mates not doing things to get money? Many other things. Pray for other doors. There are things you leave alone. When someone comes to you, you know, don't, all those stories, lawyers tell, cab rank, this, that, speaking English, deceiving yourself. You walked in. The man is a criminal. You can smell it. I want you to defend us. Telling you can't handle the case. Say, no, as a lawyer, I cannot turn away. You go to hell for it. You can't turn away, Abby. I'm saying, you can't turn away money. You want to say, I can't turn away from a client. Who told you? Which rule is that? Can they turn, it, can't turn away if you don't have money? Can they turn? Where are the lawyers? Where are the law people? Raise your hands. There are no lawyers here. Okay, raise your hand. Raise your hand properly. Yeah. 
If, where are the law students? Okay, you're like, it does not concern me. I never had the case before. Can you turn away someone that doesn't pay? Yes, sir. Ah! Oh, you can turn away a client that does not pay. Okay. But the one that pays, even though he's a criminal, you can't turn him away. Have they told you things like this? Uh, the rest of you, jury, what do you think? In other words, so money is what you defend, not human beings. Is that not it? Sorry, if you follow the premise, is that not the only conclusion? So money is what you defend, not people. Because the person that came, but without money, you turned him away. You see this? Now I'm not saying this, our lawyers do it too. It's like not saying our medical people do any of those things. I'm not saying they do it. I know they will not do it. And I know because of that, they won't be as rich quickly or as quickly. Because Satan always gives you things sharp, sharp. I know that will not happen. I know. But I want us all to know that wherever you find it. So you're the market person, the trader. Don't tell lies. Calculate your total cost. Doing transport, fuel, everything. And say this thing costs 670 naira. Bother to do the math. And stop lying. Don't say I didn't buy it even up to 700. Don't tell lies. Because you want to ask God to give you favor and say, oh, we are selling it for a thousand. I believe it's a good price. Stop there. Don't add. Don't say, no, no, no. You cannot find anyone. on. Nobody can sell it for 800. When you know that they, you even heard of someone that is selling it. And you lie. Don't lie. Don't lie at all. And don't say there's nobody that does not lie. From what I've said, you think so? They are honest. There are people who don't lie all over the earth. Many. There are few, but there are many. And so how will we survive? You will survive. You will even be very comfortable. And if you preach like this, you don't have offering. I always ask once in a while, do I look hungry to you? I look hungry to you. Tell the truth. Fear God. He will judge us one day. The, my, my boss, your boss said what? Is your boss God? No. Is he a human being? Yes. You better, you better, it's better you resign. If you can't stay there and do what is right. I stood and asked, my boss said, you know, worry, one of my principles. He said, um, I'd like you to prepare a, a process, you know. We are out of time, so just prepare that. Uh, uh, prepare a process. Do an affidavit about why we did not do this. He didn't say I should swear, he just said prepare. So I prepared it. I finished. And I wondered, God, what do I tell this 73-year-old man? This is about 19 years ago. 18 years ago. Do I tell this old man? He was classmates with the chief judge of Nigeria. At the time, chief judge. They were in school together. God, what do I say? 
I want to say, excuse me, sir, I don't tell lies. But how do you say? <laughs> ah, the Holy Spirit is good. I almost said it at once when he was talking. I went to the office, drafted it. Say, what do I say? The Holy, I, that's the day God taught me that in the midst of temptation, you can ask him for help. I used to think that you have to go and prove yourself to be very good. Then you come back and God says, well done, you tried. Are you listening to what I'm saying? This is very important to save someone's life. But in the midst of this terrible situation, this man wants me to lie. I'm not the one that piled this thing. And this thing is saying, I don't know about it. But if I do say, how will how do I tell him? So I ask Holy Spirit in the middle of the top, Lord, what do I see? And he gave me the answer. And I learned to know that God is with me, even when I'm tempted to fall short. I can ask him for help. He doesn't stand and watch me and say, are you asking me? Are you asking me? Don't you know what is right? He helped me. And I told him, sir, uh, I'm not the one that went to court that day. It's the other lawyer. Casey. And he went, so God, you <clears throat> give me. Call, uh, change it to the clerk. Office clerk. What's my business? I changed the office clerk. So I prepared the first one and left the space for the name blank and acted like I didn't understand. That he meant I should put my name there. I counsel for back, back, back. And he couldn't come out there and say, But just put your name and just lie. He couldn't say it was a night of St. Melumba. He couldn't tell me to lie directly. So he insinuated and left it to me. And me, I refused to bite the, the bait. And God saved me. And that's how I did not lie. And many times, after a while, someone knows. So you can't tell me, for example, you can't go and tell me, say this, say that. I won't say it. I back them. I'm not in such wahala all the time now. But there are people, that's your whole life. Wahala, you're surrounded by temptation day and night. And people are constantly failing the Lord. I don't think lying is as bad as murder, sure. I just think we should avoid sin. I think we should fear God. And I think it's our duty to point it out where our brothers and sisters fall short. In the name of making money or surviving, don't soil your hands. You're supposed to be like light in a dark world. Not supposed to blend darkness with darkness. This words are extra important because there are people here the Lord is speaking to specifically. Are you listening to me? Oh yes, we've stayed longer than we should. But it's because God is showing mercy to people. It, this is mercy. You may not know the shape of mercy. This is it. When God talks to you and inside you drag, and then he drags the message. Then he drags it. Then the one you specifically said, but what if he answers it? Only you know. I don't even know you. When God, this is mercy, you harden your heart to it. It's your choice, so... But don't, I beg you, don't. There's a time for everything. 
That hope, I've heard people say, don't worry, when we stand in front of God, God, don't worry, God is not a human being. He's worse. God is tougher, stronger, more decided than any human being. God can do things a human being cannot even dream of. Fear him. Jesus said so. He said, fear him. Let me tell you who to fear. The one who kills you on double. Here and on the other side. Compared to those who can only kill you on one side. God is dreadful. I want us to stand to our feet. Remember, Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday, we are here for the Believer's Bible School. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday by 5 p.m. If you haven't gone through it, come and go through it. If you've gone through it once, go through it again. Through different teachers, different courses, go through it. It lasts for one month. Go through it from beginning to end. Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, 5 p.m. here. The general church meets on Wednesday and Friday, 5 p.m. also. Be here for our Bible study. Be here for our prayer meeting. I can assure you of one thing. Your life will be changed. And on Sundays, 9 a.m., 9, not 12, 9. Don't listen to me. Come by 9 a.m. That's the time you are to be here. 9. Don't come late. Everything we do has purpose. From learning, memorizing scripture, to whatever else we do. Everything has a purpose. It's deliberate. We are not entertainers. We are not entertaining anyone. If you feel entertained, praise God. But that's not our intention. Our intention is to prepare you to stand before the Lord. The scriptures say that we seek to present every man before the Lord. Our one desire is to present every man before the Lord, ready, equipped, unashamed. That's our desire. If I fail to do that, then I failed in my duty. I failed in my duty. I was not called to make you happy, but to equip you for the day of judgment. First, I like you. Now every prayer point might take just 30 seconds. Note the things. Go home. Today is Sunday. Go back and be with God. Go and talk with God more. You want to talk to someone after this? Wait behind and ask to speak. One of the leaders. Some of them are out there. They'll come in. Or they'll see you in one place. Just tell someone. Say, can I meet one of the leaders? You want to talk with someone? And it's good to talk with people. Don't be prideful. God gives grace to the humble. God gives grace to the humble. You want to talk with me? If it's not possible today, maybe sometime during the week, ask fix an appointment. First, I'd like you to thank God for the things you've heard today. No matter how sober it is, thank God. Tell Lord, thank you. We're grateful for everything you've told us. We're grateful for everything we've come to hear and understand. We are thankful for light and direction. Blessed be your name. Blessed be your name. Thank you, good God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. I want us to ask the Lord that the mystery of godliness will be accomplished in our lives. Yes? 
the mystery of godliness. First, God in the flesh. Have you received Jesus as Lord? That's how it starts and it ends up with being taken up into glory. If you don't go through that process, don't, there's no taking up into glory. That's what I've told you. The Lord Jesus has done his. It's your turn. You want to partake in God's nature? This is the process. I want you to pray and ask the Lord that these things will come to pass in your life. You be partake. You, the Lord will find expression in your world, your flesh, not just in your heart. It will manifest in the physical. You'll be vindicated by the Spirit. You'll not be found guilty. You will see the Lord. You'll partake in the angelic realm. You will be able to proclaim his truth among the nations and believe the things that he said in the world. Yes, and at the end, you'll be taken up into glory, not down into sorrow and darkness. Lord, we ask to be those who partake in the mystery of godliness. Let the secret of godliness be accomplished in our lives. Oh, good God. Good God, good God, good God, good God, good God. Bring us through, Lord God. Let us know this in our lives. Thank you. In the name of Jesus. Now I want us to pray that God will help us to be those who hear the truth when it's pointed out to us and those who point out the truth also. Okay? Pray. Then we pray for two more prayers. Father God, I want to be someone who listens to the truth when it's pointed out to me and be one who points out the truth to others. Gracious one, may I not despise the truth. When it's pointed out, Lord God, may I not despise the truth. May I only comply. May I align myself with the things that are spoken in the fear of God. Good God, this is our prayer. Mercy, O oh Lord God. Help us, help us, help us, help us, help us, help us, help us. Thank you, Lord God. I want you to pray specifically for Christians that are doctors and lawyers. Okay? Not enough to say it. Let's pray about it. We've prayed about it in the past. We've asked for mercy at different times. I just want you to know that there's a lot of outcry against us. What blood does when it exists is that it's the blood, human life. Listen, human life is the most precious thing there is. The blood of a human being is the most powerful source of power for the kingdom of darkness. And also when a human being lays down his life for Jesus. Satan knows it. Occultists know it. God knows it. So when Satan wants to do a very powerful thing, he looks for human blood. All over our land, people have been supplying blood, including Christians. They don't know what they are doing. I'm informing you. If they did, they wouldn't do what they do. You've been supplying the blood banks of darkness. That gives them power. And in the spirit realm, all these battles happening, 
they draw strength from not just the blood you shed. The blood others shed empowers the spirits of darkness to attack innocent people too. So, I'm being practical. I know I could focus on the doctors, but what about all the people? So, I want you to repent, please, briefly, okay? Um, on behalf of the church, I, I don't know if you're guilty, just repent for yourself and plan on how you're going to handle that and ask the Lord, forgive. Forgive us Christians and Christian doctors and Christians, Christian nurses, Christians in every sector who have contributed towards offending the Most High God. Pray, Father, forgive. We ask for mercy. We acknowledge guilt. We acknowledge a lot of filth and unrighteousness in the midst of even those who call themselves your children. And I ask for mercy and forgiveness. I ask for a washing away of the errors, O oh God, which we are guilty of. Forgive us by your hand. Forgive us by your power. Cleanse us from sin. Make us new. Make us clean, O oh Lord our God. We acknowledge, may the process of restoration, of a removal of this stigma commence in new ways. Let there be a turning of hearts. Let there be a changing of minds. Let there be a, re a, 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 a revival of truth, O oh Lord God. Let people know the truth about these things. Ask the Lord that people will know these things. The ignorance will cease. People will understand what they are doing. The effects of this wickedness. Give us understanding concerning it. This is our prayer. Thank you. Father, we ask for mercy for doctors everywhere, nurses and even lawyers. And we know that many curses have gone up to left and right. And people also will face you on the day of judgment. Father, we ask that you help them know that they must prepare. Help them get prepared. Help us live like people that are preparing for something, not as people that have arrived. Thank you. Keep your children from defiling their hands and their souls for money. May the love of money not push us to become friends with Satan and offend the Most High God. Keep us. Keep everyone here who, is, who says, God, I want my hands to be clean. Keep them. And all those that have erred against you and have desire us to repent, let mercy reach them now. Let the blood of Jesus speak to them. Speak for them as they carry out true repentance. Let mercy reach them. Thank you. Amen. We have an offering. Take it. Or make a transfer. There will be an account number. Let me pray for that. Father, I'm asking you for every offering already given for today and everyone that will be given now, I ask that you receive it. 
I ask that you cause it to multiply and serve the kingdom of God like bread and fish. Let it meet the needs of the needy. Let it provide for the well-being of the church. I ask for peace. Peace that passes understanding to fill our hearts and minds. Bless your children. I ask concerning this week that your hand will be with them as they go. Put them favor with you and with men. Teach them to fight the battles of the Lord. Father, as they step out desiring to obey you, give them the boldness they need. Deliver them from cowardice of every kind. Give them boldness to stand out and be different. Give strength to the weak. Thank you. Blessed be your name. Amen. We pray you receive eyes to see, ears to hear, and an understanding heart. Remember, test all things and hold fast to what is good. For more information, visit our website at gods-lighthouse.org.